Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. I'm looking at this Cubs-Braves game tonight. Zach Davies against Charlie Morton. I mean, Davies has been roughed up in his time against Atlanta. A 5-0-1 FIP. Braves hitting 364 against Davies. Bet on the Atlanta offense, and I will bet over four and a half runs at for their team total. So that's what I'm going to do with Atlanta there against Davies. Atlanta over four and a half runs. First and third, and Freddie's coming up. High fly ball, deep right field. What an at-bat for Freeman. Tommy, there's only one thing better than three for three with a homer. That's four for four with two homers. On the BetQL Audio Network. Oh, baby. Welcome into BetQL Daily on this Tuesday. It's Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji with you. We will talk to Eric Eager at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central from Pro Football Focus. Talk about this NFL draft if you're not confused already. Well, you probably will be over the next couple of days. I have to listen to Kyle Shanahan at 1020. Scott Smith will be here. This stuff for Rotoviz, some other places he is uh, one of the most accurate mock drafters. Uh, if you look at all the sites that track that stuff, he's one of the best out there. So we'll see what he's looking at in a round one and see if we can make some money off it. And in the final hour of the show, establish the runs. Michael Gallagher here to talk NBA. Eli the EP, Jake Hassan board hopping, Jake Galley graphics, Dylan Burns directing, Chris Ranji. I may have had the best day of betting baseball in my life yesterday. Really? Because I saw you yeah. tweet that you thought you put too much, uh, unless I misread you. No, you were. That, that you, was true. You had too much action. So then what was the yeah. problem? So I didn't, The I bet on like all the earlier evening games, stuff in late. I think there was only one really late game. And I wasn't able to watch or track anything in the first couple hours because it was my son's first Little League game. And then per usual, I was... Um, I was thrown into things like I was not a coach. I was not being oh, involved, but then it's like, Joe, do this. my wife volunteers me for everything. Like, at, of course, like I can't just show up and be one of the parents on the sideline, just chilling, enjoying watching their kid play sports. Like I get thrown. So I was the official scorekeeper. Oh God. And, and it's walk after hit by pitch, strikeout, walk, hit by pitch, strikeout, for about two hours and 20 minutes. So I didn't have time to check my phone to see how some of my bets were going. When I finally got home and I decided, okay, take a deep breath. I bet way too many games. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I start scrolling through. I'm like, Ooh, that's looking good. That's looking good. That's looking good. 
end of the night, Ranji. Nine and zero. Come on, <laughs> Joe. Yes. Nine and zero, and I, I'll go through it because I'm not trying to act like I'm the Oracle either. Because there were many things. One run the other way. Runner yeah. on second ends up scoring. I mean, that's part of baseball. That's how baseball go. Half half of those could have been losses. Half oh, of those. dude. So I was like, Whew. so there was, you- there was a plus 200. There was a plus 195 in there as well. It was a ridiculous night. There, there's a plus 200 something that I like today. Oh, good. Uh, well, yeah, well, we'll talk about that. Um, so the problem was not that you thought you bet poorly. It was that you bet all of these games and you couldn't monitor them because you had to keep score in a little yeah. league game. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah, so, that all right, problem. that's different. That makes a whole lot more sense. Uh, I imagine you're a really good scorekeeper unless you're preoccupied, unless oh. your mind is somewhere else. I, my my wife was floored when I was asked the question. She's like, you know how to keep score? <laughs> how do you know this? Do you know what I do for a living? Like, come on, Don. You, <laughs> you know, know how to keep. Like, what are you shading in? Like, what does all this mean? Oh like, no. Oh lord. Oh lord. And then you know, if I'm showing off with the backwards K, that means I was kind of volunteered for the rest of the season. Well, you, I, you know, I, I did enjoy it actually. I'll be honest. Yeah, Joe. Let's. Uh, what do you think the numbers are for the amount of like percentage of people that know how to keep score now, as opposed to you know, 15 years ago? Because uh, because I don't and, and maybe it's because I'm not really looking for it and I, I don't pay attention to it and I don't keep score at ball games unless I'm working. Um, but I can't remember the last time I was at a game and somebody had a scorecard in front of them. You know, somebody in the seats and usually it's somebody who's yeah. older and you could tell has gone to a lot of baseball in their lives and that's just a thing they've always done. But I don't think a lot of people do it anymore. When I go to games, it's not every game. If I do see someone keeping score, it's one. Yeah. But when we were kids, how prevalent was it? Well, you, you, that's how you learn the game. Right. You, your parent would teach you how to keep score a little bit. Well, and there was always and there still is a person who's right inside the the gates and they're they're at their little uh, podium and they're selling the scorecards and yellow scorecards. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Yeah, I, I always wanted my parents to get me one and it wasn't very much money like a buck or whatever and uh maybe it was more than that i don't know but it was a thing you like to do when you're a kid but now you don't have to because it's on your phone and and interestingly i mean you're on your phone and and maybe you're looking up numbers on your phone like maybe you're looking up statistics in the middle of the game that aren't available on the screen that's in front of you um so i don't think it's worse it's just different you know there's uh people just don't keep score as much as they used to i don't think i'm such a nerd that i would keep scores sometimes at home <laughs> when i was a kid oh wow. i was really into it yeah that's, I was that's pretty, really into it that's extremely nerdy yeah i don't think i don't even nerdy. think i did that dude yeah and i love it had baseball. to be a, had to be a playoff game or something that i was going to keep or something i don't know what it was but yeah nobody nobody does nobody does anymore most people don't know how to do it well, because my wife was originally asked before I got there, and she's like, "I don't know how to keep score." <laughs> look at what Jake back in the studio was telling us right now. He says that three years ago he was assigned a pen softball game to call on ESPN Plus, had to keep his own book, which he didn't know how to do. He <laughs> says it was an absolute disaster. Now that see, for a broadcaster, you I feel like you kind of have to be able to keep score. 
Like if you, if you're calling baseball, if you're calling softball, you have to know how to do that. I don't think so. It's it's the if it's you have the, the right easiest... app up, if you have the right website well, on your computer, what's why? Because it's the easiest way to go back and reference a play that happened a couple of innings ago. And if you do game after game after game, like you know, you're Jason Benetti or Len Casper or Boog Shambi or whatever, you have a book that you keep with you all year. So if you want to easily flip back and reference a game from two days yeah. ago, it's very easy just to flip the page and there it is. It's easier than having to go look it up and look for plays. So I will I will say that two I don't have a ton of sports memorabilia, but but two of my favorite pieces are the uh, scorecard from Game Seven, 2016 World Series, yeah, and that then they gave also, to all of us. Yeah, yeah, and then I think you have this as well, the copy of Ed Farmer's scorecard when we worked that perfect game for mm. Mark Burley. I don't think I was. I don't know if I got one of those, man. You may have been St. Louis because Chris Tannehill made copies for everyone uh, okay. that worked on that broadcast. Yeah, and that was um, that was awesome too. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure I have my own scorecard from that day, which. You know, I didn't keep the kind of like detailed scorecard that a play-by-play announcer or a color announcer has to because you, you mm-hmm. need all the information in front of you. I My job was a little bit different, so I didn't have to do that. But um, yeah, there are like programs that you can keep score on your computer, but it, there, there has oh. to be some, fort of, some form of scorecard, whether it's yeah. paper in front of you or computer in front of you. You, you got to have it if you're calling a sure. game. Sure. Um but yeah, so last night was special. Last night, dude, good was... for you. Nine and oh, Joe. So I'm worried about tonight. <laughs> this <laughs> this is a concern. You're gonna pay okay. for it today. Here's some examples. Okay. Now I didn't even know this happened until I saw the highlights later on. Uh, I was on Baltimore. Horvat was on Baltimore. I was on Matt Harvey. Four and a half Ks. He ends up with five. Uh, I saw the Yankees were threatening late. They got out of a jam. That entire game may have been blown up. And I had Harvey to get a win at plus 195. And that could have been blown up. So some of it correlated. Mm. Uh, the, the 200 that I mentioned. Well, uh, Rogers and the Miami Marlins were an underdog to Milwaukee because you're going against Corbin Burns. So, of course, you're going to. Wow. Rogers was plus 200 to get a win. We also talked about Miami. And I wasn't going to place this wager, but then Horvat texted me about it, that he found an eight and a half juiced up. And I'm like, all right. Burns is going to get nine. You know, 10 is dicey, but he's going to get nine. He ended up getting nine. It's just uh, all, all those things ended up falling my way. Uh, in the open, you heard the Atlanta team total. I figured against Zach Davies after a day where they played two games That's, and they get one hit. I'm like, yeah. come on. They're next, they're going to turn it around here against Davies. It, so well, I was on that. Manaya, five and a half Ks. He ends up with six. That could have gone either way. Yeah, so I'm just – Phillies. How about Phillies? I was on the Phillies. It was a pick against St. Louis. Cardinals are threatening. It's 2-0 going into the ninth. Wheeler tosses a gem. I believe he gave up one hit in eight innings of work. Cardinals get a bunch of guys on. Uh, runner on second, I believe. There were one out. Heart of the lineup coming up. Goldschmidt, Arenado. Cardinals get nothing. Yeah, Arenado flied out to, uh, like, deep center field, and everybody yeah. in the ballpark thought he got it for a walk-off. But, uh, no, didn't happen. Joe, good for you. Yeah. Is that your best? Good. Is that your best day ever? It's got to be. I rarely play that much volume. That's a lot. It gets a lot. It's it's a lot. Yeah, I had a strong feeling about a lot of sides. I never play that many games, so yeah, it's definitely my best day as far as Major League Baseball goes. Certainly. Congratulations, man! You are absolutely going to pay for it today. 
Yes, I, it's going to be rough. <laughs> going to be a brutal day. What, uh, what else happened? Anything else that, that we should mention? San Francisco crushed Colorado 12 nothing. You know, it, it's we'll talk about it later on during our nickel and dime segment. But, you know, it's kind of under the radar because he's not pitching deep in games. But what Otani is doing at the plate is, is much more impressive than what he's doing on the mound. But the thing is, again, like we've said from the beginning, Otani MVP, not a bad idea, especially if you got a good number early on. The problem is his teammate is Mike Trout. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And he will lose some votes by virtue of being on the same team with him. You're absolutely right. But what you might be able to count on is a little bit of Mike Trout fatigue. Like, I think there's there's probably some Giannis fatigue in the NBA where people are like, oh, I'm going to vote for this guy again. Let's do something yeah. different. Let's do something exciting. So I would imagine that if he continues to have the season he's having, no matter how good Mike Trout is, you're going to get a lot of people who won't vote for Trout just because it's, well, you know, it's ho-hum, whatever. Trout's doing Trout stuff. Of course he is. But look at this, this Otani guy. And look at him doing it on both sides. You know, he's pitching and he's, and he's hitting and he's contributing. The only thing for me, more so than him being on the team with Trout, that could hold him back when it comes to the MVP is his health. If, if we get to a point where something is bothering him, and we've seen it happen already in his career where he misses a lot of time. Um, that would be the only thing I think if he doesn't keep up this pace, if he doesn't keep up doing what he's doing, if he gets hurt, that's the only thing that's going to prevent him from winning. Because I think people are dying to vote for a guy like that. Mm -hmm. They're dying to vote for a guy who does two things really well. And we haven't seen it since Babe Ruth. You know, the thing is, he's going to have to go more than five innings a game. As impressive yeah. as he was, our uh, producer Jake Hassan was on that K-prop. He went well over. I think Otani ended up with nine strikeouts for that game. If he starts pitching deep into games, that, that's when you really have to watch out. And the Angels are going to have to win. If we're talking about two players on one roster being MVP candidates, you better be winning a lot of games and, and yeah. get away from 500 a little bit. I hear you, and yeah. I, I think there's validity in it, but I think people really just – I don't think they'll care as much about the angels not being good if they don't if they don't make the playoffs or if they're not in the conversation in late september i don't think it's going to hold him back as much as it would another candidate i just i think people are dying to vote for somebody like this but he's got to play more than 106 games a season and he's never yep. done that i mean this is this is his fourth year now and he's played 104 106 and 44 and obviously last year was a covid year so that's 44 out of 60 um, he's going to have to play like five months out of the year in, in order for him to win a an MVP. NFL draft, I think it's actually hilarious that people are enraged with what's coming out of these press conferences. These are the biggest waste of time when general managers and head coaches are forced to speak to the media. They say nothing because guess what? 
they're supposed to say nothing. I can't believe Kyle Shanahan said there's five guys they like. They're acting like they're telling Adam Schefter they don't know what they're going to do. That We all know they, of course, they know what they're going to do. Sitting at three, they're on the clock right now because we know what's happening at one and two. But I, I don't know why people are angry about it. I kind of like not knowing number three. Why do we? What's the rush to go to Atlanta two days before the draft even starts? What was the rush to know the ending of Game of Thrones before the season started? <laughs> right? Why do you want to know? know? I want to. Yes. I want to watch it in real time and be surprised. And by the way. Kyle Shanahan providing us with uh, just the best quote of the year. When they said, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be on the team on Sunday? He said, <laughs> he said, I don't know. Everybody might die by Sunday. Who knows? What a great quote. That's Please something answer you would more say. Questions. Yes, it is. It is. It's, it's, my, it's my new out for everything from here on out. You're going to be at he work murdered. tomorrow? I might be he dead murdered. tomorrow. I can't tell you. He murdered Garoppolo in front of the world. Murdered him. I think he just traded him as well. Might as well before he dies. BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Chris Raji. Today's MLB slate is next on the BetQL Audio Network.